Welcome, everybody, to the San Antonio Realty Pros Podcast. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this upcoming episode. We intend to bring you the best content and the best information possible about real estate, and you might learn something along the way. Thanks for joining. Enjoy the episode. Pros podcast. Uh, I'm Stephen Randolph. I'm David Karras. And uh, today we just want to take you guys through a little bit of a um, different type of deal. We're, we normally just do the audio podcast, but today we wanted to do um, a video about uh, what are we talking about today? Talk about appraisals. Okay. Sort of one of my favorites because it causes, well, it could cause a lot of pain and then it could cause uh, some great wins. So um, it could depend on what side you're on, uh, but it's probably one of the most stressful parts of the real estate transaction. Absolutely. Um, now, I, I don't have a big background with knowing you know, the ins and outs of the appraisals. You probably have a better background on knowing what's going on than I do, but I can tell you some of my recent experience was um, we, we had a property that was listed. We... You know, begrudgingly, we decided to list it a little higher on the end, and and when it come down to the offer, I mean, we were like, hey, I hope that uh, we we come through on the appraisal side because if not, we've got to renegotiate. So, and you kind of got that. Uh, Stephen got an email from the appraiser, and it was like, hey, can I see your comps? Yeah. So when Stephen told me that, that just rang a bell in my head. Like, hey, they're having issues getting uh, comps for the house. Yeah. Before we get into that, just kind of talk about what the appraisal process is, and then we'll come back to where yours hit, and we can share some of the stories I've had uh, with some near misses. And yeah, uh, um, but the appraisal process is basically when you are getting a mortgage, mm-hmm. the lender is going to send out a licensed appraiser to go look at the property. They're going to take different measurements of the house, the rooms. They're going to look at the features of the house. They're going to go and run comparables like what realtors should be doing when they're listing the house uh, to determine the true value of the house. Now, a lot of times the uh, appraisers will end up, if the house appraises for the value of the contract, they'll just put the appraised value as whatever it was in the contract. So let's say you had a house on, on the market for $250,000. Yeah. The appraisal may come back right at two hundred fifty thousand dollars, where it could have maybe gone to two fifty five or two sixty or two fifty two fifty two whatever. But they usually stop it where the house uh, is under contract for. Mm-hmm. There's different appraisers. You have an F- appraiser for FHA. You have an appraiser for conventional. You have a VA appraiser. Uh, we'll talk about your VA appraiser yeah. uh, in a little bit too. Tough one. Uh, but they'll, they'll go and determine the value. And at that point, when we were waiting for the appraiser, that's when everybody on both sides of the transaction's pucker factor increases. <laughs> because <laughs> that's you know, true. The, the listing agent wants it to, to and, the, and the, the seller wants it to appraise. And then the, the buyer's like, they kind of want it to appraise too because then they have to, if it doesn't appraise, what we're going to do? Do we have to, because then you have to get into the whole, whole negotiations position again. You know, who's going to cover that gap? Will the seller bring the price down? Will the seller and the buyer meet halfway? Will the seller be like, well, you know, this is what I want my house for, and we've got a contract for that, 
And the buyer needs to bridge that gap. So there's so many different ways that can go about doing things. And VA appraisers are, they're, they're my like scariest appraisers because uh, the VA has such tight um, funding requirements and guidelines mm-hmm. for appraisals that, I mean, it just becomes insane. Oh, yeah. What would be good for a conventional appraisal is not good for a VA. Um, and, you know, one of the main things is the wood destroying insect report, which we'll get into when we talk about yours. But that's kind of before, just in case you did not know what an appraisal is, we mm-hmm. want to kind of give you some some background on that. But now we'll go back to, to Stevens. So Steven sent me an email. He's like, hey, uh, I got an email from the, the appraiser. says, hey, uh, can I have your comps? Yeah. So that's kind of scary. Yeah, that, that was like ding, 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 ringing a bell. We got an issue here. They're about to throw a flag on the play. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, came on over to Steven's house. We ran the numbers. Um, you know, I'd run them before with Steven when he went to go put the house on the market. I knew it was going to be pretty tight based off of the square footage of the house with what was going on in the rest of the community. So we ran the, the comps again. And I drafted an email back to that uh, appraiser under Steven's name. So don't tell the appraiser. <laughs> um, if, if you're the appraiser watching, just mute right now. Um, I'll give you a thumbs up when we're good to go. But um, I drafted the email and I was like, hi, so-and-so. Uh, thank you for your email. If you're asking me about my comps, I'm assuming you're having a difficult time finding comparables as I was. Yeah. So that way I'm already identifying, hey, I think this is what's going on. I'm not going to Because we knew going into it, like, it was going to be tight. It was hard to support the comps because there aren't a lot. And it's not because the house wasn't worth what we're saying it's worth. There's just no data to support those numbers. Right. And that's important. Um, but there's not a lot of activity in the area. It's going to be tough. So yeah, it was a it was a smaller house compared to the others by about 500 square foot. Mm-hmm. But it has a fantastic shop on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has another storage shed. It has an above ground pool with a nice deck. I mean, there's just all kinds of different features about it that other houses in the area didn't really have. So we, it was just hard to kind of come up with things. Yeah. So we we draft. I started drafting it up like that, and I was like, attached, you will find the comparables that we used. Additionally, my business partner, me, uh, <laughs> lives in a community very similar to this one because there's only about like 22, 23, 4 houses, something like that Probably, in that yeah. community where yours is. Well, if you flip the map over and over one more time, you have the exact same type of community where I live. And there's two houses that did for sale by owners recently. So I know what was going on in there. So I know the prices. So I was like, hey, this one was – I pulled up the, the actual data from the county appraisal district. So I had this square footage and the physical addresses, and it was like, hey, this house sold for this, this house sold for that, uh, through first sale by owner. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, I pulled up the county records for your listing, and I put into the email. I know this is not very scientific. I know it's not the most ideal way to come up with dollar amounts for houses, but as you know, because again, I'm like, I'm coming off as this person's educated and knowledgeable. Yeah. <clears throat> So I didn't want to try and be rude and offensive and say, hey, look, this is another thing. So I was like, as you know, using the county assessed values is not anything scientific. There's no real calculation to it. Uh, the county does a swag, a uh, scientific wild-ass guess yeah. um, <laughs> on what the values should be. So we looked at what the house, uh, the house value was assessed at with the county. Yep. 
and we added 1% and 2% to that because typically the counties, yeah, they, they are typically lower on the assessed values than they are that with the market value. So we printed off and say, or attached um, yeah, a copy of the, the, the CAD printout too. So we did, if we did a 1% margin of error rate for the county, it would provide the house value at this. If we did a margin of error of 2%, it would do that. So, you know, I want to kind of just throw out, hey, look, we came up with numbers. We This is the best way that we came up with numbers. Mm-hmm. Can you prove us wrong type stuff? Um, so, fortunately, a couple of days later, Stephen got the email that the house appraised. So, Yay. awesome. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that's what teamwork's all about. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that's pretty a pretty interesting one. But... Because we knew we were going to have an issue going in, mm-hmm. when Stephen got the offer for this house, there was a large sum of cash being put down. Mm-hmm. And I told him, you know, we, we kind of discussed about... Some- this is... What he's about to go over is going to be a game changer for anybody that... Genius. Yeah. I When I, I was like, but why, David? And then David goes, well, listen, and he's about to tell you right now. So, they got the offer in, and they wanted... they. Submitted an offer for $20,000 less. They were putting down a sizable amount of cash. Um, and, you know, they put a third-party financing addendum in saying that the house needed to appraise at the, the contract price, um, not the amount Which is the total paid. amount of money that they're going to pay for the house all said and done, not to include the cash down. So there's some math involved, but yeah, stay so, tuned. They're, they're, they wanted it to appraise to the value of the contract for the price of the house and uh, not the part that was just being financed. Yeah. And so there's a couple other little things in there that were kind of minuscule. But I was like, look, I think we're going to have an issue with it appraising. And I'm going to give you this recommendation. I would recommend that you know you do one of three things. Number one, you tell them that the money becomes hard after 15 days, meaning that the earnest money becomes hard after 15 days. Non-refundable. So that non-refundable. So if it does not appraise, your client's going to get $3,300 mm-hmm. for their time. Okay? That does one, two things. First, if it doesn't appraise, your client gets some money. Right? Mm-hmm. Second, it kind of um, it kind of buys that... that that buyer in a little bit more to not want to lose $3,300. The second thing was to say, you know, we appreciate your offer. My client's kind of debating if we're going to come back with a higher price or not. Um, so it does two, that, that does two things, right? Yeah. It kind of signifies your position that, hey, I'm willing to negotiate. I think this price is a little bit lower than what we really could truly get for the house. But on the buyer side, it might cost them money. So now option mm-hmm. number one protects the buyer, uh, the seller a little bit, but it could potentially cost the buyer $3,300. Now we're talking about raising the price up. Yep. Raising it up. Or option number three is adjust the third-party financing addendum to say that the house has to appraise at the financed value, not right. the total value. Sales price minus cash down. Right. So I told Stephen to present it to the realtor. Hey, look, we're looking at these three options. Which one do you think would be 
more advantageous to your client, okay? Potentially losing $3,300 if it didn't appraise and they wanted to walk away. Mm-hmm. Having the house price resubmitted back for some continuous negotiations, which is going to cost the client more money, especially if they really wanted the house. Yeah. Or option number three, it doesn't cost the client any money. Just, just change, change, it. change the number to where it has to appraise to the value of the Doctor sign signature, easy email, click, boom, we're done. So cost money, cost money, free. Yep. What we wanted is we wanted that free. Yeah. Right? We want it for for the to protect the seller and try and make the, the most money there for the, the deal would be to have it to where it only has to be appraised at the value being uh, borrowed. Yeah. Because if we if we came back and countered back at an ten thousand dollars more, right? Mm-hmm. And then they countered back at five thousand dollars more, we already knew it was gonna be tight to appraise. Now we're just stretching that tightness out even further. Yeah. Um so the we discussed it and I, we we you know, he talked to his client and we try we figured out what the best position would be to protect the total investment for the seller mm-hmm. and that was what it is. So yeah. you know, there's just all kinds of different ways you can position yourself in the negotiations to where it benefits everybody right? yeah I mean the so seller's willing to pay that for the house yeah they're getting the house for that it doesn't cost them any more money exactly the seller wants that amount of money by doing the appraisal and then that's just to say it didn't appraise you know it, it came in like 1,000 under appraisal you're you're losing a thousand dollars versus yeah. thirty thousand dollars exactly. so um you know, it, it just it worked out better for both parties that way. So it's always good to try and have a win win. Yeah. Um, if you're on one side of the transaction, it's always to have a win on your side. Yeah. But the win wins, they tend to be more collaborative and an easier transaction because there's not us against them. It's hey, let's facilitate this transaction together. Yeah, and 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 typically this won't really come down to a lot of the transactions that you're gonna do in in your career. I mean. These are specific examples of ones that are very rare because it's there's not a lot of comps in that area. There's not a lot of action. Now, the area is up and coming because there's a lot of growth happening, but it's all ma- mainly new builds, so there wasn't a lot of work to be done on, on, on pre-existing homes. So we found ourselves originally going in on the listing agreement. Um, we settled in at sales price at what I originally wanted to list it for in the first place. Um, but like I said in, in the beginning of the video, is we decided to go with what the seller wanted, which in, ended up being a smart choice because we ended up getting, um, even though we were above what I originally had said, hey, let's list it for this. This is what my comps really support. Um, we went a little above that, but it gives us some a negotiation room, you know. Um, now, I wouldn't suggest doing that fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 above what the comps support because you're just, you're going to produce zero showings, no interest. Um, so these are things that, you know, as you go along, you'll be able to see and hopefully learn from our, you know, situation is like, okay, Stephen and David were just talking about this. Let me look at the comps and see if, you know, what supports it and then try to come up with a good strategy like uh, the ones that we just talked about. So yeah, when you're presented with a problem, look at the bet, all the alternative ways to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Right, don't stay inside that box, or you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah, because we're yeah. problem solvers. Yeah, that's the, that's our only job. Yeah, so if if you are presented with this problem, and you can't see outside of the box, then you're not doing yourself a favor. You're not doing your clients a favor. 
Uh, if you're the, the person in that, uh, you're the seller or the buyer and your realtor can't think outside that box, then it's not benefiting you. Yep. Uh, that was with the VA appraiser. Yeah. So you had a house here. that you're representing the buyer. Yep. And the buyer's using a VA loan. The appraiser came out. It's like, hey, we need to do some lender-required repairs. Mm-hmm. You know, the VA wanted to have certain things done around the house. So Stephen had worked with doing a repair amendment that was agreed upon by the other parties. Mm-hmm. And they never ended up doing it. Or if they did do it, they did <laughs> such a really shoddy job that you couldn't yeah. really tell. They did more harm than foul. But when you work with the Karis Randolph Citizenship Property Group, you get dedicated realtors and here's another example of that. Stephen went out to that house this weekend mm-hmm. and recocked a bunch of stuff, set a bunch of stuff right, uh, fixed all the deficiencies that the lender wanted to have done mm-hmm. to make sure that the let the appraiser could come out for a reinspection yep. on Monday and uh, so yesterday yeah. to make sure that the house was in fact good to go and that they could close. Right. Because had Stephen not done that and the appraiser gone back out there, they charge a reinspect fee. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't done, and that, that fee goes to the, the buyer, right? Mm-hmm. So his client. So it would have been a reinspect fee for, for this one. And then if they, the stuff wasn't done right, they would have had to come out again. So basically, Stephen took his weekend, went out there, spent several hours fixing up the property to make mm-hmm. sure that on Monday, when the appraiser came back out to reinspect, it met the requirements. Yep. And that um, his client could close. Yep. And not have to pay continuous reinspection uh, re- piece. So, so yesterday, I just made it a point to do our final walkthrough on Monday. And I did it in mid-morning to, you know, lunchtime, 1 o'clock time frame. Um, and then I, I was, I had scheduled it originally for 10.30 or 11 o'clock. And for some odd reason, I, you know, we had our meeting in the morning. We did some, some marketing strategy stuff. And so I told my client, I was like, hey, let's push the meeting till 2 o'clock. We'll do our final walkthrough at two o'clock. Um, that way, hopefully, you know, we can catch the, cause what I wanted to do was catch either be there when the inspector returned or make sure that I was there shortly after he inspected it so that I could double check and make sure that everything that we had done. So I, I purposely spent a little extra time doing the walkthrough with the client. I showed them all the things that I, you know, straightened out and I said, look, these are, I hope, you know, Hope everything goes good on this one. This is the way it should be done, um, not just like globbing some glue on the on the on the siding. It was terrible. So I fixed all that, and uh, lo and behold, we're sitting there inside the house. Get a knock on the door. Hey, the VA inspector's back. He introduces himself. Great guy. He says, "Hey, I'm here to do the reinspect." And I was like, "Hey, great. I'm gonna walk with you." I want to know exactly if there's a problem because I've got a caulk gun and, and a tube of caulk in my truck. And if, if I got to knock it out right now, then we're going to do it right now. He's like, hey, fine. No problem. He's like, I just want to make sure that the client is taken care of in their best interest. So we walked it. Everything came out perfect. He took his pictures, clean bill of health. I mean, our, our, our loan got funded. Right. We got a clear to close the same day, which is great. So we closed on Thursday and uh, the client's happy. I had a my third transaction VA loan was out of town on a seminar Mm -hmm. got a uh, phone call from the appraiser or from the other realtor 
saying, hey, the house didn't appraise. Um, the appraiser reached out to her and was like, hey, I need some comps or whatever. And it wasn't that the house wasn't worth what it was. Because mm-hmm. before I put an offer in on a house, I always run comps to make sure that that price that we're going to offer is fair. Mm-hmm. Right? Is their asking price too high? Is it just right? Is it too low? I'm like, yeah. lots. I'm checking it all out, right? And, um, you know, so I ran the comps. I did the price per square foot analysis. The problem was is this house was like 800 square feet larger than the next comparable size house. Mm-hmm. Well, the VA has a, like a 500 square foot variance. So they weren't counting for like 250 uh, square feet. Well, at $130 a square foot, 250 square feet, sums up a lot mm-hmm. so the other realtor reached out to me he's like hey here's an issue we're going to have my clients want to negotiate the price a little bit but can't bridge that gap all the way yeah well, my client had very specific requirements we looked through a lot of houses she really liked the layout of this house she really wanted a, a quiet community with large uh, mature trees like a lot of mature trees and we happened to find that so I kind of reached out to the other, uh, to the appraiser. It was like, hey, what's going on? What are we looking at? I do think that the house is, is valued where it's at. I know that it took, you know, the comps price-wise don't support it. But if you look at what they're selling for price per square foot for similar houses, you multiply that by the square footage, we're in the ballpark. What's what's going on? And that's when he's like, hey, we can't go over 500 square foot. So I can't count for these 250. So we worked on um, pushing out the, the search radius a little bit, found some other houses <clears> that could end up doing. Ended up, um, he, he added about $10,000 to the house price, uh, which is about $15,000 less than what we had come up to contract with. Wow. So the seller... That's a big gap too, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's just... Home. You know, the seller's stuck, right? Because the, it was a VA appraisal, so they wouldn't be able to sell a, that house to a VA buyer for six months because it was mm-hmm. appraisal stick for six months. So I did some smooth talking and, and stuff like that, and uh, the other realtor talked to the, the seller and was like, hey, we'll just bring it down. We'll drop it to $15,000 so to the appraised value. Right. Um, so it worked out great for my client because my client got the house, they still saved $15,000 from what they were planning on paying. So mm-hmm. the payment was down lower. Uh, it needed some updates. So now they got some money that they could, you know, put out to this, do some updates. So um, every house, that's the only house I've had not appraised. Um, yeah. And I was the buyer's agent on it. I've never had any of my listings not appraised because I do, I, I try to come up with a very tight shot group on figuring out prices, the low, the high, the average, and then the average of the low and, and average and the average of the high and average and try and narrow it down to a very tight shot group to where um, there's no no issues with the, the appraiser. Yeah. So when I give my clients a range, I know that it's pretty it, close. It's, it's going to come in. We're not going to have an issue with it appraising. Right? Yeah. Even, even at the topper end, uh, top end, I, 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 I'm pretty good at where we're at and getting in appraisal. And you, and you typically would lose, or I wouldn't say typically lose, but you typically may miss out on some listings uh, because the edu- the buyers, or the, I'm sorry, the sellers aren't as educated as we need to have them be um, 
you know, on pricing. Because well, it's not only that, but it's the the realtor not having. They're either like, I just want a listing. Well, that's or what they don't have say. the education yeah. to say, hey, look, here are the comps. Yeah, this is why yeah. we can't get to this number right. because it just it's there. Here's the math. It's black and white. We can't. I'm not making this stuff up. I want to sell it for a right. higher number. <laughs> and, 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 I know, right? But everybody wants to sell a hundred thousand dollar house for a million dollars. Everybody wants to buy a million dollar house for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's all about setting that expectation up and setting up um, the information for them. Sometimes people are visual. Sometimes people are audio. Sometimes people they need, you know, they're mm-hmm. written. So uh, when I do my listing presentations, I try to hit all three of them. Yeah, with some charts, some numbers, some audio, um, so that however they learn. I'm trying it's to hit that, there. right? Because yeah. if I come over here with just pure stats and you're not a, you're, you're not a, uh, your brain's not wired for stats, mm-hmm. then I'm not doing anything, right? But if I come in with some diagrams and some pictures and some colors and stuff like that, they may pick up on that. Or some yeah. people are just like, tell me what you got. Yeah. And Show me the look, money. They don't even look at the stats. They just listen to what's coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, so I try to do all of that at the same time. But you feel like they're reading you? Like sometimes when you're sitting in that listening point and they're just sitting there listening to you. No, and they're they get lost like, in my eyes. <laughs> like those are some blue eyes. Dude. Yeah, check That's check out right. those eyes. But uh, <laughs> we both have blue eyes. Yeah, but mine are blue. Killer blue. team right here. Yeah. Um, I used to be blonde too. Hey, look how bright that light is on me right now. I'm not gonna change that. Um. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so it, it all comes down to expectation management. Um. Just because you see a price on some kind of simulator, an estimator, doesn't mean that that's the actual price. No. Um, especially in states like Texas where uh, the total price of the house is not disclosed. So it throws those estimators off. Yeah. Regardless of how good they may be, they're not going to be able to get into the MLS and see how much the house was listed for, how much it sold for, how much was paid for closing costs, how much was paid for repairs, how much was paid for a home warranty. Yeah. Like Those estimators don't see all of that. So that's when you have to trust that, that uh, real estate professional to give you that, you know, that yeah. information. And they formulate, they know the market. Uh, a, an estimator doesn't know the market. They don't know if it's a buyer's market or a seller's market. Yeah, it's an algorithm. It, it's, it's doing math um, based off of an area. Market activity is all it's reading. Um, which is great for for saying hey, <clears throat> seven eight one zero nine is um, in this month has sold uh, thirty five homes. Uh, the average days on market were forty five, and the median listing price was this, and the median sales price was this. That's cool. That's a quick. I can pull up. That's some good statistics. Yeah, but I can pull up it up and say hey, Mister Client, uh, this is what's going on in the market. It's not going to tell you exactly what your house is for. It's just not. So right. It's great. Like even in your community, there's houses going up there in yeah. the 430s, 440s. Mm-hmm. But over on this other side, when they were first being built, they're in the 280s. Yeah. So it's just... And we, we've got ones on the market right now for sale that are probably six to seven-year-old homes um, that are nice square footage homes that are listed in the mid-350s and they aren't selling. So that gives you an idea like, People in this, particularly in this neighborhood, seem to be right now preferring to buy a brand new, more expensive home rather than buy a couple of year old home for $100,000 less, which is whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. But so we appreciate you sitting down and uh, watching this video and listening to the podcast. If you're listening to it on the podcast, uh, we want to just try and... Uh, they can't see us waving our hands on the podcast. 
<laughs> so yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting. There you go, man. See, like squirrel moment. I go and do Mr. Roboto. Come on. Um, but uh, yeah. So if you have any questions, you mm-hmm. want us to talk about anything specific, shoot us an email. Uh, reach out to us on our website. Uh, find us on Facebook. Send us a Facebook message. Uh, Steven's going to go into how you, you can find us. And uh, we'd love to have some prompted questions that we can sit here and do podcasts on. We can talk about real estate all day, but what truly matters to us is what truly matters to you. Yeah, for sure. And and the best way is really right now what we're trying to uh, transition over into is people sending us direct Facebook messages. Uh, everybody is on Facebook Messenger right now. I did some research the other day. There's 1.9 billion users active, not just people that downloaded the app, right. active users on Facebook Messenger uh, daily. So it's powerful and it's easy. So it's just like, Texting, you just pull it up, boom, boom, and then you can send us a message. Uh, it's at uh, San Antonio Realty Pros is like the the uh, username. You can send it to us, and you'll get to our Karis Randolph Signature Property Group Facebook page. Um, if you want to find us on the web, it's uh, SanAntonioRealtyPros.com. So easy. I just did it to Steven. There you go. See, I got a message right there. How quick boom. that was. All up in you. Yeah, and then so that is like... What we're really wanting people to do is, is reach us through that. Uh, you can obviously send us an email. You go to our website. Our emails are on the top of the page. Our phone numbers are there, too. Uh, our personal cell phone numbers. I don't have two phones. This is my direct line. Uh, all day, all day. All day. And then so we, we really like that. If you guys could engage with us on Facebook. Um, we have Instagram accounts. I'm not really too much concerned about that part, so it's not important. But it does link back to our uh, Facebook. Um, so... We appreciate you guys stopping in and taking a listen to us. Uh, down in the description uh, link below this YouTube video, there will be some show notes about our, it's going to have our website, it's going to have our Instagram handles. It's actually, I want to put a bunch of little details in there. So make sure you check that out in the video below. And then I hope to see you guys in the next video. Thanks for tuning in.